Wyoming in 1875, the Union Pacific Railroad has crossed the length of the country. Cattle grazes on sprawling grass plains. New homesteads right now, by the you're day. listening to Tyler Tillis, author of Killing Virginia Crow, an action-packed novel that captures frontier life during Western expansion in the late 19th century. Despite being published for numerous books and two trilogies, Tyler considers this a hobby, a side hustle, as he puts it. The majority of Tyler's time is spent fulfilling the role of Senior Director of Marketing for Desitel Hagee Communications. Hi, I'm Jackie. And I'm Kaylin, and we'll be your hosts today. This is Careers in Marketing, a Gonzaga podcast. We are currently sitting across from 2010 Gonzaga grad Tyler Tolis. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Tyler is the Senior Director of Marketing at DH. He's been at this company for a little over eight years now. We are an integrated marketing and communications firm based here in Spokane, Washington. So we do a lot of branding, we do a lot of advertising campaigns, we do a lot of public relations work, community engagement, and public advocacy and education campaigns. My job is really to lead our brand content effort um, for the firm. So I'm, mm -hmm. it's kind of like I'm the account person, but my client is DH, right? Like I get to um, you know, generate all of our content um, mm -hmm. that we are using to position the firm as a thought leader across some of our core industry areas. What makes DH special, Tyler says, is that they can pick and choose what mission and cause they want to support. I'm also um, a strategist for campaigns at the inception of work when we're writing proposals um, for new projects. So um, if we see uh, RFP, which is request for proposal, come through from uh, the Department of Health, for example, I'll usually be the point of the sword to kind of vet that and see what the opportunity looks like. Mm -hmm. Is it a good fit for us? Is that a strategic piece of work we should be chasing? And I'll make a recommendation to my partner and sales team and then I'll usually lead writing that proposal. So a lot of what you're doing is like strategy, drafting, planning proposals. Did you already, did you know that that was the segment of marketing you wanted to go into or is that something you kind of figured out? As you it's did? something that I, I grew into and I, it's pretty organic what happened, you know, my, my career path, you know, I, came into DH on the account side as the last ever account assistant, which was basically a glorified intern. Uh, and then <laughs> I, maybe I, was, I, I ruined that forever. Uh, and they Despite just his slightly started. unconventional professional journey, one thing remained constant throughout. And that, he explains, was the influence of his co-workers. Tyler learned early on that people are what matter. Um, you know, for me, some of our account directors are miracle workers. They've come out of the Obama administration. They've come out of state agencies who are leading social marketers, um, you know, with PhD designations. We have an amazing team of, uh, you know, people really across the firm. Um, but yeah, the amount uh, that they can manage in any given time is astounding to me. So mm -hmm. it's really, it's, it's fun to work with some of your um, not only, you know, kind of greatest mentors, but mm -hmm. also some of your best friends um, mm -hmm. have come out of my, my time at DH. So that's been really cool. I mean, the through his experience at DH, Tyler has seen how effectively a tight community of coworkers can drive the success of a company. So, yeah, it was, uh, you know, a, a lot of a lot of that has happened over mm -hmm. the years where, you know, and to this day, some of my best friends still work with me at DH. Mm -hmm. So I, I really do attribute that to the incredible culture that, mm -hmm. you know, the partners have really cultivated at that firm over the years. And that's a big reason why I'm still there. 
DH really takes care of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is somewhat rare from my observation, um, you know, across other agencies. You know, that culture has really cultivated a lot of incredible friendships over the years. Some of my best friends in the world I met, um, you know, working with them at DH. Uh, they're, um, again, they really take care of people at DH. And it's a really fun um, agency environment where they get to, you know, um, you know, you'd mentioned this this earlier, Jackie, but it was uh, a very. It's still is to this day an environment where you know they really really have strong mission, vision, values, and that guides who they want to work with, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, there are a lot of clients that you know are making a really big difference in the world that DH goes out to pursue, and, and we're very you know happy to get to work with them at that level. So Tyler didn't always know marketing would end up as his career. As a Zag, he came in as an undeclared business major, claiming, in his words, that he was just another Zag that didn't know what the hell he was doing. And I think I got to like math 114 before I had to withdraw, and I was like, I don't know if I can do this. My dad's a banker, he's great with numbers, but my mom is a first grade teacher, and I'm pretty sure I got more of her brain, which I, I love That's I love so my funny. mom very much, but yeah, it's I, I struggle with balancing the checkbook as much as she does. So anyway, um, yeah, I, I went over to the PR program, um, and there were like 40 people in the program at that time, there's like 120 now, I think. So it's grown a lot. Over-involved, interested in everything, and surrounded by the same friends he had made his first year, Tyler lived the acclaimed Zag experience. Before meeting with him, we did some digging of our own. To our surprise, he was featured in a 2009 Gonzaga Bulletin article. According to the article, Tyler had already written and published a trilogy and was in the beginning stages of starting yet another series by his senior year. So, oh, when you're not working, you yeah. that you've also written a few books, so do you want to talk to us a little bit about that? Sure, uh, yeah, so my, my longest standing hobby going back to high school was mm-hmm. writing fiction. It kind of started as a joke, mm-hmm. um, and b- believe me, the first book was a joke. It was, I wrote like a fantasy trilogy in, in high school and the first part of college that was basically Dragon Ball Z with swords. It was not mm-hmm. good. Tyler didn't seem nearly as impressed with his work as we had been, and it wasn't long before he turned the entrepreneurial title to his wife. It's been really fun, though. Um, And uh, my wife is the entrepreneur between the two of us now. She started a business last year called Hanami Paper Company, um, and she makes crepe paper flower arrangements that uh, people order for like Mother's Day or Christmas mm-hmm. or weddings. Mm-hmm. Um, she's working on her first wedding right now, actually. Um, wow. So yeah, I'm, I'm the unpaid intern. I get to cut petals. Um, she, <laughs> she makes them beautiful. That's yeah, that's, hey, I, I do my part. So despite you trying to turn the conversation to your wife, we're mm-hmm. still asking <laughs> about she's, your book. She's the more interesting one, let me tell you. Um, are you just constantly coming up with stories in your head, even though you're not writing them out? You yes. You seem like a creative I, I cannot help that part of it. There's mm-hmm. uh, Usually at any given like month, I'll be I'll wake up or be in the shower and be like, oh my God, that's genius. I got to write this down. And very rarely is it genius. But there, they, yeah, there's... It was fairly apparent from Tyler's self-description that writing, as successful as he may be, was simply something on the side that he did because it was fun. Mm-hmm. And you never took like a class or course on how to write a novel or a trilogy, you just did? 
Jackie, I have a Gonzaga education, so <laughs> I, it, it all comes. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, uh, no, I don't think I ever took a creative writing class necessarily, mm-hmm. but um, and I'm so I would say I'm not. I'm probably not what you'd consider a professionally trained writer in any capacity. But the fun thing is, and I think that you know, this is where it comes back to students applying for jobs too, especially in marketing and public relations is you want to be able to showcase your creative aptitude as well as your technical mm-hmm. you know, prowess and kind of show that I'm not just any one of these things. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be able to do both. Mm-hmm. And writing is the single most important skill that you're bringing to a job interview, I would say, in any like industry sector. Um, Evident by his own hobby, Tyler shows the importance of living beyond the lines of a resume. Not only is it fun, it provides a life balance that also sets you apart from other applicants. Not necessarily for like resume and quantitative purposes, yeah. but how important would you say it is just for future applicants and Zags that are going to be applying? Mm-hmm. Um, how important would you say it is that they aren't just, you know, what they say they are on the resume, like that they have mm. other things that are interest that they're interested in or passionate yeah. about, just like your writing, but you don't you don't necessarily say it's what you do. It's just like a hobby. Right? Sure, sure. I mean, the trick is that everybody looks so great on paper mm-hmm. because, I mean, one, we have the Career Center here at Gonzaga, which is a fantastic program and really helps, you know, you get polished before you're going in for, you know, job interviews or just even just, you know, basic job shadowing opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's tough as an employer when I'm looking through um, a stack of resumes, you know, everybody looks really great, especially when they're coming from Gonzaga, right? <laughs> um, and the trick to differentiate yourself is often not necessarily in the resume. Um, the resume is the what, the cover letter is the who, right? You're, you're not necessarily giving your life story, but you're, you're revealing who you are as a professional and your ability to articulate thoughts in a compelling way mm-hmm. um, by virtue of the writing that appears in that letter. And you want to differentiate yourself with another piece, right? Like maybe it's a SWOT analysis that you've done of yourself, mm-hmm. um, or you're you know really putting together your portfolio in a interesting way, whether that's a YouTube video you know format, or you've built a microsite mm-hmm. for yourself. Even if it's just on like Wix, you can still make a you know dang good site um, to articulate some core content for people. Mm-hmm. So as as you're thinking about you know really differentiating, you know I always invite students to you know make sure that that resume and cover letter is as targeted as possible mm-hmm. so that you know me as an employer when I pick that up I can, rec- can recognize oh they wrote this for me they wrote this for DH um, and you know that your subsidiary mat- or your you know uh, complementary materials are going to be you know really useful to showing some creativity right because you know in other words don't dismiss the things that make you happy it might be why the employer ends up hiring you I always say that as a student, you know, coming coming into an organization, I can teach you anything. I can't teach you enthusiasm. I can't teach you to be amped to be there. So when I can see that, that is always the thing that like I want to, you know, take and harness and, you know, plug into the business because, you know, that energy, you know, can be really transformative. So the enthusiasm piece is always, you know, really really strong for me that I want to see in students. 
Um, and you can see it really quickly, right? In like even in an interview setting, it's the nonverbals. It's you're leaning forward, you're maintaining eye contact, you're, uh, you know, it's 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 this combination of you know the way you appear to you know be really just energized to be right. there. Um, and I can tell who's really passionate and who's not when they come in for interviews, that sort of thing. But yeah. opportunities that look good for you when you're coming out of the gate but um, I do I do try to push people in directions to experience as much as they can early in their career so I mean that's really my story is you know you get to see what works and what doesn't work and what you like to do and what you don't like to do as much and hopefully you can carve yourself that niche as you develop your career a little bit more mm -hmm. but yeah so not only is it fun to try everything it polishes your capabilities as a professional you know, one of the things that I always push marketing public relations students to is to look into agency work um, because you'll get to do so many different things and, and kind of different principles um, and, and um, you know, areas where you can you know, learn more faster. So you can get to do, uh, you know, advertising, you can get to do public relations, you can get to do, you know, brand creation. Um, you know, social media strategy, influencer strategy, uh, con work with content automations. Um, by virtue of the variety being the spice of life, right? Like that's one that's, I think that creates a lot of fun in a career. And mm -hmm. I really like the variety that I have and that, you know, my agency gets to work with. Um, but it also kind of turns your resume into a fortress overnight, right? Um, because you are now multidisciplinary um, and that can open a lot of doors for students down the road. So I'm, I'm not necessarily opposed at all One of Tyler's biggest pieces of advice is an acronym he often tells students. PEN, P-E-N, preparedness, enthusiasm, and networking. That is like, like that. that is the holy trinity of finding that job out mm -hmm. of the gate, I feel like, because most people show up with one of those things. Rarely do people have all three of those things. Mm -hmm. And when I talk about preparation, I mean, one, it's that you've done your homework on the organization you want to work with. Mm -hmm. and you follow them on social. You've read through their website copy. You understand their brand. You know their mission, vision, values. Hopefully, you've done an informational interview mm -hmm. with someone at that company to get a sense for what it's like to work there and what your career path might be. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's preparing your own materials, your resume cover letter have to be so targeted um, for that organization in question you want to show up with a portfolio of your best pieces and be able to speak to why they're in there strategically uh, you want to have a creative piece like a personal SWOT analysis of yourself or, or a resume YouTube video or a microsite uh, you know something that helps you differentiate a little bit so that's the preparedness piece. And then I would argue the most important is the enthusiasm. You know, I, again, I can teach you anything. I can't teach you enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. So when you show up with uh, this energy where you're just amped to be there and you really are excited you know, to work in this industry, people can tell that and they can tell it really fast. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm, I, I'm sure that that's one of the reasons I got hired at DH because there were a million people that were more qualified for that job, I'm sure. But I like to think that, uh, you know, they could see that I was excited to work there and I understood their brand um, at the time really well. And then the networking piece, I mean, especially in my industry, so many of these jobs are, you know, not not necessarily posted on, you know, Indeed. Um, they're, you know, guarded by kind of a wall of networking insofar as... Luckily, Gonzaga's got a strong network of alumni. 
Um, and especially within that Gonzaga network, like people bend over backwards mm -hmm. to help other Zags. Um, so take advantage of that, you know, when you're a student here, because mm -hmm. that shine will wear off eventually after you graduate. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's really just a matter of how do you utilize the resources that are here mm -hmm. and um, recognize that there is this amazing network of Gonzaga alums out there. Um, and, you know, they are eager to help other mm -hmm. Gonzaga students as a general rule. 99% mm -hmm. of the time they'll say yes. I'll say yes to anything. I got me. I'm, I'm here talking to you guys. <laughs> right. You know, I, I, I wanted to come help Gonzaga students. And mm -hmm. I think that that's really uh, a, a common sentiment shared amongst pretty much the entire alumni base. In Tyler's case, networking was the exact reason he finds himself where he is now. Your senior year of college, when you were applying, going through the whole process, yeah. were you like, I need these three things, or was it just kind of an ebb and flow? It can be interesting to track like what happens unexpectedly, because when I first heard about agency work, I didn't really want anything to do with it. Like, I think I was in Ron Prindle's 305 writing for PR class mm -hmm. my sophomore year, and a, um, a person named Kristen Paul, Kristen, Kristen Piscopo now, came in. She was working at DH at the time, and I had never even really heard of agency work before, and certainly not DH. Um, and she told me all about it, what her job was like, and I kind of pushed back from the table and said, ugh, it sounds like chaos all the time. There's so many deadlines, and oh my gosh, could I ever do that? And I didn't really want anything to do with agency work at first, um, but then the more I went and job shadowed it, because you know my mentors always told me, go job shadow things you don't want to do, because mm -hmm. you might reveal to yourself things that mm -hmm. are of interest you know, on the other side of the aisle, as it were. And when I did that, I was like, oh, okay, like that, that pace kind of becomes addicting and that variety becomes addicting. Mm -hmm. So I was hoping to go into agency work. Uh, Fast forward one decade later, and Tyler is happily involved in everything DH. Tyler confidently embodies the philosophy that not everything goes as planned. Life is all about learning. Yeah, so I had a great upbringing um, and uh, came to Gonzaga kind of not knowing a lot and was, you know, just like most people don't really know who they are. Mm -hmm. um, what is it? Your frontal cortex isn't even totally formed until you're 25. You don't, you don't know what's going on when you come in here as a freshman. So, you know, um, but yeah, I came in as like, I think I mentioned I was an undeclared business major cause I right. didn't really know what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and the more that, um, you know, I got involved in things, um, from like a, a you know, career service standpoint, uh, or community service standpoint, and got more involved in kind of studying, okay, what kind of career paths could I take on mm -hmm. either the accounting side or um, you know, the marketing side or business management? And it became apparent pretty quickly that like, not like the most creative person you've ever met, but I, enough that like marketing is where I belong mm -hmm. kind of a thing. Right. Um, so like, I can tell you that my worldview from the time I got to Gonzaga and you know a few years after I left Gonzaga, mm -hmm. you know, transformed almost 180 degrees. Wow. Um, just in so far, I mean, not just politically, but mm -hmm. just thinking about the way I approach life. Mm -hmm. um, and 
you know, I owe a lot of that, I think, to the Gonzaga core education, whether it's, yeah, uh, like, you know, human nature 201 or whether it's <laughs> human ecology. You know, I, I learned a ton from that class. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, a lot of those classes, you know, I s- still stick with me. Um, as I'm, I'm moving houses right now and I found all my old notes from my Gonzaga mm-hmm. core classes and I'm like putting those in a box and like <laughs> wow. laminating it and treasuring that, you know? It's, oh it's just gosh. fun to think back about that stuff. Right. But. Yeah, I made some of my best friends. Today's episode was produced and edited by Jake Tucker, music courtesy of Music Box Licensing. Download other episodes on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.